Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Let's find our way this morning to James chapter number uh, 4 and um, verse number 11. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. Let's handle this in a couple pieces because, again, I believe verses 11 and 12 are one of those bridge verses that carries us from the last thought into the next thought. Um, that last uh, thought was about a warning against worldliness. And really, James chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, you know, could easily, it does go together, um, but it turned into a few sessions just so we could wrestle with it um, a little more intensely. And if you'll remember, you go back, uh, I believe the, the real turning point in the passage is verse six. He gives more grace. Therefore, it, he opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, whatever whatever we're dealing with, you know, the best thing to do is to take it to God. Don't forget, brothers and sisters, one of the primary works of the devil is to show you the truth of your sin and to tell you a lie about God in the process. It goes something like this. Yeah, you did such and such. And, and you know, the, the, the enemies of our soul, those fallen angels, uh, our own flesh will tell us the truth about that sin. You did such and such. And we're only left agreeing we're only left saying the same word, well, or we can just play denial. You know, the enemy also loves to say, hey, that doesn't really matter. Um, but the enemy will often tell us the truth about our sin. And then we're left uh, uh, confessing, saying the same words as the enemy. But then the enemy will say, now God hates you and there's no hope for you. That's where they begin lying about God and about who you are, right? Uh the Holy Spirit will come and can, can, and bring your sin right in front of you. And he wants us to say the same words as he wants us to confess. Yes. Yes. That is a sin. And yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I did sin. And then the Holy Spirit says, now come to the father. So in simplistic terms, it's like the enemy goes, there's your sin. God hates you. You'll never be any good. The Holy Spirit goes, there's your sin. God loves you. Come on, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So uh, they'll both, you know, both the Holy Spirit and the enemies of our soul will tell us the truth about our sin. But what they want to see happen out of that is radically different. And so one tool that happens to us is pride. One tool of the enemy, pride causes us to say, I'm OK. I don't need help. 
Even if I'm not okay and I do need help, I can help myself. Um, and so the, the, the prescription from Apostle James is submit yourself to God. Okay. Now, now, uh, what we're very tempted to do next is to start running our mouths about other people. And that's where these verses 11 and 12 come in. If you want a great example of this, <laughs> look in John chapter 21. I won't take time to go through it, but you know, Peter is, Peter has denied Jesus. Jesus has gone through the trial, gone to the cross, gone to the tomb, risen from the dead. And now he's restoring Peter in, in John 21. And, uh, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And finally he sets Peter on the right course. And Peter goes, well, Hey, what about John? <laughs> you know, you know, okay, let's, it's almost like, all right, let's start back over. But Jesus said, look, don't you worry about John. You got your own, you got your own mess. That's kind of what James is doing here. Uh, you know, don't, if you go back to um, verse number eight, he says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Purify your hearts. You double-minded, you know, you get you right. But then you see what we're immediately tempted to do. Look at verse 11. Do not speak evil against one another. We're immediately We'll play several games. I, you know, I don't have time to go through them all, but we'll play several games. One of them is, I know I did this, but they did that. In other words, I'm not as bad as they are. Okay. Uh, or we'll say, okay, God, I know I'm wrong, but go get them too. And, and it's like God saying, look, I'm dealing with you. So, so while I'm dealing with you, you submit yourself to me. You draw near to me. You purify your hands. You double-minded, you know. You purify your hearts, rather. You double-minded. You be wretched and mourn. You, you be wretched over your sin. You mourn over your sin. You you know, let, let this foolish forgetting of God be cast away, and you take on the proper posture before the Lord, and you know what God will do? He'll exalt you. Now, don't be speaking evil against each other. Yeah, you, you submitted yourself to God. You're humble before God. You're being purified. You're being refocused. You're being renewed, being revitalized, revived. You, you, you know, don't now turn and start playing the comparison game or, or worrying about other folks' business inordinately. And, um, uh, you know, you know how it is. The, the sins of the tongue are many, many. Um, gossiping, rumors, uh, innuendos. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I saw people on social media rejoicing when the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. That is ridiculous. I saw people rejoicing when President Donald Trump got COVID-19. That is ridiculous. Those are sins of the tongue. Those are sins of mind, sins of speech. Um, that's just wrong. I mean, we could go all day long. Exaggerations, lies, crudeness of speech. Um, uh, one of my favorites, uh, um, sharing things as a prayer request that are really just gossip. Look, you know, I don't know how it is all over America. I imagine it's roughly the same. But brothers and sisters here in the American South, you, you know, you hear that all the time. Or, or our favorite phrase, it can mean 50 different things. Bless their heart. Bless your heart. Sometimes it's, it's a good thing, but a lot of times it's not. All right. So long introduction. We're seeing how. 
God opposing the proud bridges that whole passage, but I believe these verses 11 and 12 bridge your transition transition uh, toward the end of the chapter. Now let's let's get into that. Let me take just a few moments on verses 11 and 12 and then then we'll we'll slow the pace down and appreciate um, another issue of the tongue and that's and that's boasting, okay? All right. Now, first off, let us just see very plainly, okay? When we, according to James chapter number four and verse number 11, when we speak evil against one another, we are breaking God's law. Whoa. Okay, that should be reason enough. Uh, I often, I often say there are a lot of things that you don't need a lot of theology. You don't need a lot of explanation. You don't need a lot of learning. For example, if you're a believer, you're a believer. Um, the Lord Jesus said, get baptized. We don't need a, there's a lot of great theology behind it, but Jesus said, get baptized reason enough. Uh, you, you know, he says, take the Lord's supper and remember him when you're doing it. Reason enough, you know, here's one of these things, uh, all the great reasons we could name, and there are tons, all the great reasons we can name um, for not speaking against one another, speaking evil against one another, slandering one another, uh, creating gossip and innuendo and rumors against one another, all the great reasons we could come up with for that. You ready? This is enough. This is enough. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks evil against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. Okay, so just don't be a lawbreaker. Somebody say amen. <laughs> in other words, in other words, let's let's just let's just put it like it is. We are taking up God's place. And God, through Brother James, is saying, don't do that. Don't take up my place, okay? Um, and he gives the reason for that in verse 12. You know, uh, I'll put it in, in country boy terms. He says, don't do that. That's my job. Verse 11, don't break the law by speaking evil against your neighbor because it's my job. It's my job. Look at verse 12. There's only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? And God's like, who, who are you to do my job? Who do you think you are? Okay. It's my job. Now, someone is already saying, we, we, we've already been, we've been confronted with two very big deals here. Don't speak evil against your neighbor because that's God's job. Don't speak evil against your neighbor because you're breaking the law. Don't take God's job. Who do you think you are? You know, we've been confronted right in our face, confronted with some very difficult to contend with ideas. Okay. We have. And someone's already saying, you know, somebody's making the mistake of saying, that's right, brother. You don't supposed to judge nobody over anything. That's right. Someone else is making the error of saying, uh, you know, we are supposed to inspect fruit, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. But have you ever studied to know the difference between those two tensions? Have you? That's that's really critical to know the difference between those two tensions. Um, 
We've already gone through the Sermon on the Mount some, some many weeks ago. We were in Matthew chapter 7. But what we know from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, is that only God can judge the heart. It is God's place to judge. Um, and so we have to wrestle with that extreme of taking God's place. But we also have to wrestle with the extreme of never holding people accountable. Okay. I think what the whole message, all the places we could quote in scripture, I think the whole message that would come to us is we better treat folks very carefully. Don't take God's place, but don't abdicate our place. If we're given the position of, of pastor or teacher, if we're given the privilege of being someone's parent or their friend, if we're given the privilege of being someone's small group uh, um, partner or small group leader, there's all sorts of relational privileges where we come alongside one another and iron sharpens iron. There's all sorts of relationship uh, um, avenues where we hold one another accountable, and it is our Christian duty to hold one another accountable. But there's also all sorts of situations where we're not in that position, but we try to take it up in people's lives. And social media has given people a lot of keyboard courage. Well, they like to call people on stuff, but they're not in relationship. They're not in the position they're not picking the right place. They don't have the power and they're not driven by the proper motive motivations when they confront someone. And so we, I think the whole message here of all the scripture is, you know, be very careful with people. Don't take God's place. Don't abdicate your place. There's, there's, there's wrong in multiple extremes here. There's the wrong where we're always judging folks and up in their business and, and inappropriately, um, speaking about their lives or into their lives. Or there's the extreme where we never say anything. You know, we never hold anyone accountable. And here's the truth. Only God can judge your heart. And, um, if we really want to try to pursue someone's heart to, to, to help them draw nearer to the Lord, then we don't know their heart. God knows their heart. The first direction I have to move to help anyone, to speak to anyone, is I got to move toward the one who knows their heart. Um, this is a very difficult concept to master. That's why James has already asked the question, who contained the tongue? <laughs> Only God. We're already in the realm where we need miracle help. What should this do? This should really humble us down. It should really humble us down. And that's why I believe the, the admonition in the previous verses, like you get you right. You draw near to God. You subject yourself. You, you, you purify your hearts. You double-minded people. You, you know, you get right. And I think Jesus would agree with brother James. In like in Matthew chapter seven, verse five, he says, look, you over here worried about a little bit of speck in another dude's eye and you got a log poking out of your eye. There's always this, this calling of God saying, let me deal with you and you respond to me. And, and brothers and sisters, here's what I contend. When we've been with God, there's no room for arrogance. There's no room for um, posturing. There's no room for braggadociousness. When we have literally been with God, we're humbled on down. And we're, we're, we've taken a, a good look at ourselves. 
And then the next position we might take up with anyone else. The next position we might take up with anyone else is uh, is going to be out of a position of humility. One last idea before we transition into verses 13 through 17. One last idea. You know, um, the the challenge in um, the latter part of verse number 12 is uh, who are you to who are you to judge your neighbor? Do you have the qualifications? That's a that's a really big question. Um, I, I think about how uh, maybe a paralegal might work for a lawyer. Paralegal has some training, some. Um, but they don't have a law degree, they don't have a law license. They're limited in what they can do. So they go and do a lot of work in the name of the, the law firm they work for or whatever. But ultimately, the lawyer is held accountable, accountable for what the lawyer signs off on. And, and I wonder sometimes, you know, if many of us Christians are just at best little paralegals and uh, we're out here trying to make judgments about people. And what we really need to do is submit all of what we're thinking to the lawyer before we turn that paperwork over to somebody else. We need to, you know, God is the great lawgiver. He's the judge. He's the law writer. In other words, Perhaps some of us just need to simply learn the discipline of not saying anything before we run it by God. That might be a profoundly radical practice, but it's probably very necessary. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Music